Welcome to Dare, Share, Create, the podcast. Conversations, concepts, and insights from people who have dared to go after their dreams, who share their gifts with the world, and who create the life that they want. I'm your host, Elizabeth Valentine, a voiceover artist, singer, speaker, and coach. This podcast aims to free you from whatever's holding you back, spark transformation, and is designed to give you the courage, inspiration, permission, and tools to live your best, most inspired and fulfilled life so you can make the biggest positive impact in the world. Now, on to today's conversation. So, hello and welcome to Season 2 of Dare Share Create the Podcast with me, Elizabeth Valentine. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're doing well and feeling the spring vibes coming and feeling just a bit more hopeful. In this new season, we'll continue with some deep dives with my exciting guests and some bite-sized solo episodes where I'm going to go into a single topic that is going to hopefully help you dare to go after your dreams, share your gifts with the world and create the life that you want. So what is this season going to be all about? We're going to be talking about beliefs, keeping momentum going when the going gets tough, creativity, mindset, self-care, and so much more. So what's been happening since I left you at Christmas? I mean, Christmas, God, it just seems like it's such a long, long time ago. When I got back from Denmark, I had to go into quarantine for 10 full days and I had so many lovely people saying, oh, are you going to be okay? Is it going to be really hard? But I must say I really enjoyed it, like thoroughly enjoyed it. I decided those 10 days are going to be a gift to myself. And after a slightly stressful Christmas, you know, with virus worries and with, you know, lockdown downs and no flights and COVID tests and just a general feeling of fear in the air. These 10 days in isolation were just wonderful. But I found it a little bit hard sort of getting getting back up into gear again. I mean, how's it been for you? In one of the last episodes of season one, I shared with you the reevaluate, reset and reimagine exercise that I always do at the end or beginning of each year, we really just take stock of the year that's passed and make plans for the year ahead. And of course, we all want to be very careful with what plans we are making for 2021, because I mean, last year showed us anything it was that, hey, we can't really plan anything. But we can still decide what behaviors, what people, what things we want to leave in the past that we've outgrown and what things we really want more of that is going to bring value to our life and bring value to the lives of others around us. So uh, I got some really great feedback from that episode, so thank you for that. And if you want to do the exercise and you haven't, and you didn't get the PDF, it is not too late. Just send me an email at elizabeth at elizabethvalentine.com. So send me an email at elizabeth at elizabethvalentine.com and remember to spell Elizabeth with an S, not a Z. So one of the things that came out of doing that exercise for me personally was that in 2021, I want to create more than I consume. And I'm always harping on about this, create more than you consume, mainly because I feel like I never create more than I consume. 
And I've definitely not achieved that this year at all. Unless you count lots of cooking and baking and almost finishing knitting a sweater. But you know, I'm of course talking about creating content, creating value for people, creating more stuff for my clients. That's really what I want to be creating. But I found it really difficult to create anything really in the beginning of this year. And it could be that like with the end of last year, there's been a lot to process. It's been a lot to heal from. I mean, geez, Louise, it was a big, a big thing. But could it also be that I have spent far too long on my phone and my laptop? Because let's be honest, at the moment, we're stuck at home. Everything we do, pretty much, regardless whether it's work or connecting with your friends. Most of it is on a digital device at the moment. I was just like, wow, I am on my phone, especially on my phone, far too much. I mean, sometimes, and I feel embarrassed to admit it, but sometimes I've been on my phone eight to nine hours in a day. I mean, what the actual... Of course, this also consists of some work. It consists, it consists of lots of phone conversations, of course, or Zoom calls or whatever uh, we're doing to connect with friends and family. Also, some background stuff like listening to music, audiobooks or podcasts, and that's fine. But let's be totally honest, there was a lot of mindless social media scrolling, accidentally getting into the news rabbit holes you know, checking my emails a gazillion times a day when, let's be honest, not that many important emails come through and playing games on my phone, etc. And it was interesting, the more I was on my phone and scrolling on the laptop, the worse my concentration's been, the worse my efficiency's been, my productivity, my presence and my creativity. What has increased, though, is, you know, levels of stress and anxiety and then my general mood deteriorating. And it's interesting, I'm reading a book called Deep Work at the moment, and it talks about how we've lost the ability to really concentrate and work focused because we're so used to getting inputs all the time, like bang, 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 input, input, input that our brains are just overloading. One of my favorite books is Johan Hari's book, Lost Connections. And in it, he visits the world's first rehab center for internet and gaming addiction. And he talks to addicts who've had their lives completely destroyed by internet or gaming addictions. And in this book, he says that a typical Westerner checks their phone every six and a half minutes a teenager sends 100 texts a day, and 42% of us never, ever switch off our phones. And this book is a couple of years old, so the stats have probably changed, and I bet they haven't changed for the better. Especially during lockdown, where the majority of all our interactions happen digitally. There's also the fact that our brains get a dopamine hit every time we get an email, a like, or a comment. So these devices are built to keep us consuming more and more and more. But I mean, the consensus is clear. We cannot use social media to replace our social lives. That at the moment, 
we don't have too much of a social life, do we? So you might have heard this saying, and I think this is so true. Most people are overfed and undernourished. We are overeating or overconsuming on social media because we are fundamentally undernourished. Dr. Chatterjee has also written about this and the Facebook brain and technology overload in his book, The Stress Solution, and how we are being constantly bombarded with what he calls micro-stress doses. And the buildup of these can seriously impact our mental and physical health and well-being. And not to mention that prolonged stress can have a really negative effect on our immune system, which is definitely something we want to make sure that we are keeping as strong and healthy as possible at the moment. So why am I talking about this? Well, I'm talking about it because this overconsumption of digital inputs is definitely not helping me daring going after my dreams or sharing my gifts with the world. Well, apart from, you know, some social media posts, but really it was stopping me from doing a lot of the sharing, stopping me from having the creative space where I could create something of value that is worth sharing, you know? And it's definitely not my dream life being glued to my phone. So, a couple of weeks ago, I hit a wall and I was really annoyed with my low productivity. I felt anxious and angry, quite frankly, about the world situation. I wasn't sleeping well. I would wake up in the middle of the night from these crazy dreams and my mind wouldn't stop spinning. And I'd have to sort of put something like an audio book or something fairly soothing on for me to be able to drown out my mind and fall back asleep which is of course just perpetuating the perpetuating the problem because my mind wouldn't stop spinning with all the information and constant inputs from a whole day of being plugged in. So I decided to do a two and a half day digital detox. I started Friday afternoon at 1 p.m. ending Monday morning. So it consisted of no social media at all, apart from a scheduled Instagram live that I'd already committed to doing with a partnership that I'm in. So I was like, okay, I'll still do that because I can control it. I will go in, we'll do the live, and then I will log off. No playing games on my phone, no reading on my phone, no checking emails on my phone at all. No news whatsoever. And I can really recommend that. I left the phone in another room most of the time. I switched it off a bit, but mainly kept it on in case someone rang that I wanted to speak to or someone texted who needed me. But I left it in another room. Uh, on my laptop, there was no news, no surfing, no just mindless streaming of TV shows. I don't have a television, so everything I consume... I have to choose to consume. But it almost became that it wasn't a choice. It was just like, oh, what am I going to do in this zombie state? And then you just put something on and then it just rolls over, which is why I cancelled Netflix. 
What I did do is I did watch a double episode of a show I had planned to watch. I had phone conversations that were important to me to connect with some friends and family. I checked my email a couple of times a day on my laptop, not even a couple of times a day. I checked my emails a couple of times on my laptop and I checked my phone for messages a couple of times a day. And then I listened to a bit of music. I put a lovely jazz playlist on and I listened to a podcast. So what did I learn from these two and a half days? What actually happened? First of all, it was interesting. It was a really interesting experience that at first felt a little bit daunting because, well, let's be honest, like, what do you do with yourself? Because even though I love to read books, which I did, I read a lot, but I mean, you're not going to read for an entire two and a half day weekend, are you now? But after that initial slight panicky feel, I started feeling a sense of calm because my brain wasn't being bombarded with inputs and messages and impressions and opinions every five minutes. And that was a lot of what was making me feel either fearful, like I wasn't doing enough, feeling angry or worried or envious of other people's success or whatever it might be. None of which was positive, obviously. This lack of input also had an immediate positive effect on my sleep. Clearly because there was less for my brain to process at night. And there was less, I guess, also the blue light interfering with the melatonin delivery in the blood. I don't know if that's what it really is, but, but it's got something to do with the blue light from the screens and the melatonin release in our brain that makes us feel sleepy and stay asleep. So that was awesome. By not having my phone on me 24-7, I was much more engaged with what I was actually doing because I didn't have any distractions. I could sink into, into the flow of doing what I was doing, into that deep work state where you're just immersed in doing something. But because I can't see my phone, I don't have the urge to just pick it up when maybe things were, there was a little lull because I didn't know what the next step was with whatever I was doing. Or, oh, now I have to do something that's a little bit difficult or whatever. Um, I was fully present when I was speaking to people, which obviously means that the connection I had with uh, my friends who I was speaking to and I uh, spoke to my parents was deeper because I have a habit of sometimes fiddling with my phone whilst I'm talking on it. Because I, if I'm at home, I always talk on the loudspeaker. But because I wasn't, I was just talking and being present. In this time, I also found time to finish a course that I had started and had wanted to do for a while. But because of all the excess noise and stress, my brain couldn't handle any more information. It was information overload. And then how can I actually take in new information that I want to learn from, that I want to incorporate? There's just not the space for it. 
So I had time to finish that course, which was great. And I also found the energy to start something which I had been thinking about doing for a long time. But again, like the course, it's like, I just didn't have the mental energy to do it. But I'm so pleased that I took those two and a half days and that is a reality now. So it's interesting. When I returned to the digital world on the Monday morning, first of all, had I missed anything? Absolutely nothing. I'd missed nothing in these two and a half days. And that's also interesting because part of the reason I think why we keep wanting to check uh, the social media is to feel that we're somehow important. But I'd missed nothing. And I felt rejuvenated and refreshed. And I also found the time to re-engage with the podcast and come up with lots of ideas for content and topics and guests that I just didn't have the mental clarity for beforehand. So since, since then, I have continued to limit my phone time and I am really working on being much more selective in what and how much I consume. And I'm just wondering about you. Do you need to do a digital detox? Could it help you? Could it give you the, the space to be more present, to reconnect with maybe some of the dreams that you've forgotten you had, that you want to make into reality this year? You know what? It is in the quiet, in those undisturbed moments, in the moments of boredom that if we just sit still for one moment longer, that's where we find the space to dream and to hear that in a voice that maybe you've not heard for years and to feel that little person inside of us who kind of tugs at the sleeve and go, hey, this way, this is what's going to truly fulfill you, bring you joy, bring you happiness. In the quiet, I think we rediscover who we really are, what really matters to us, and what we really want out of this beautiful life. And that is worth turning off your phone for. And it doesn't have to be for two and a half days. It could just be for an hour a day. It could just be that, hey, at dinner time, we put all our phones in another room and engage together as a family. Or it could be that Sunday evenings, I'm off the grid. Whatever works for you. Try it out yourself and let me know. Let me know how you get on. So that was it for this episode. I hope that was valuable to you. If it was, let me know. Come find me on social media at Elizabeth Valentine underscore. Again, Elizabeth is spelt with an S. But yeah, I want to know. Connect with me. Let me know what topics you want me to cover on this podcast. And then there is just for me to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. 
please drop us a rating and a review on Apple Podcast. And till next time, keep daring, keep sharing and keep creating. 